Baltimore Ravens select Lamar Jackson, quarterback, Louisville. Host at the Raven Top on Instagram or Justin, joined by my fellow co-hosts Andrew and Steven. And today we're going to talk a little bit about this uh, schedule that just dropped last week at the time of this recording. Um, with the new 18-week schedule, um, should be very, very interesting to see how the league plays out. And uh, we've got a pretty interesting schedule, so let's just jump right into it. We're going to do a Good Morning Football approach, where each of us will take a week and we'll alternate between weeks. So to start us off, I have Andrew taking us through the Las Vegas Raiders week one game at Las Vegas. So week one, Monday Night Football, the start of our season. I'm pumped. All right. So the Raiders have been doing some some weird approach at the offseason, but they haven't been doing bad things. They blew up their whole offensive line, um, but they do now have Yannick Ngakwe paired with Max Crosby on the edge which could be a scary duo, I will say. I'm scared of that. They have a one-two punch in the backfield with Kenyon Drake, Josh Jacobs, and they also have great um, receiving threats in Darren Waller and also Henry Ruggs. So they're not, they're not going to be a hard, um, easy team to beat. I will say that the NFL is already trying to screw us and playing us Monday night and then giving us a short week for the Kansas City game. Uh, but anyway, back to the Raiders. The first game with the fans in Allegiant Stadium, hopefully. But after all that being said, I'm still going to give us a W because historically we've been good against the Raiders, and I don't think that's going to change this year. Yeah, and also with uh, week one, uh, we've been spoiled as Ravens fans with some uh, very uh, blowout wins in week one. Hopefully that carries on in Las Vegas against the Raiders. But uh, I'll be taking week two, and week two we'll be uh, traveling back home for Sunday night against Kansas City. That should be an interesting one because we as Ravens fans know how, how badly we usually match up against Kansas City. Uh, Kansas City usually uh, throws all over us and just strikes really quickly, and we just can't get in. We're just left behind, right? Left behind in the dust. With last year, it was a similar situation. We played them, I believe, week three. Um, I think it was Monday night, actually, which is funny. We played the Chiefs Monday night, so this time it'll be Sunday night at M&T Bank Stadium. Same place, around the same month. Um, so why should this be different uh, is a question you uh, might be asking. And I will answer with, um, with uh all the vaccines coming out with COVID-19 and um, the mask mandates being um, slowly but surely taken down, um, perhaps a return to normalcy very soon, uh, we could see MT Bank Stadium at full capacity. Um, and MT Bank Stadium at full capacity can get very loud. Uh, I was there for the Ravens-Titans playoff game. That was the first playoff game we had in a while, even though we lost even though we lost uh, in the divisional, um, not not this past year, but the year prior, um, the infamous King Henry game. Uh, 
right before everything went to you know what Baltimore was really loud they were incredibly like this is one of the loudest I've ever seen so if we can get that full force if we can get that full force at against the Chiefs I think the entire city of Baltimore is just really upset about um always constantly losing to the Chiefs I think this this is the year we change things I think I'm penciling it in a Ravens W against the Chiefs. It has to happen. All right, well, I'll jump to week three here with the Detroit Lions, and I'm not going to waste any time. This is only Motor City Dan Campbell's third career game as a head coach, and I don't think he's biting off any kneecaps. Jared Goff isn't the answer at quarterback. The Ravens should walk over the Lions. This one's simple. So week four, we got the Broncos. Wait, are we home or away? I believe we are away. We are at Denver this time. We're at Denver, 425 game. Um, I think the, the Broncos season, they've had a roster set up for success besides one thing, and it's their quarterback position. And whether that's going to be Drew Locke starting week four, maybe they'll give, maybe he'll give a good four weeks. Who knows? Maybe he's not even going to be the starter week one and Teddy Bridgewater takes over week one or week four. Um, but this, this, this is Drew Locke's ride or die season. Um, and if he's starting, I'm completely confident that we will destroy him. Like I, I'm completely confident because he's one, a young, young quarterback makes a lot of mistakes and with Wink Mark Marindale and his schemes, he's just going to make mistake after mistake, I think. They got a good a bunch of receivers, Cortland Sutton, uh, Jerry Judy, and KJ Hamler. That's the only thing I'm really scared of. They got Melvin Gordon, and as well as a rookie back um, they got in the draft. But they have, and they have, a, have a solid defense. But um, I'm still not going to say that's enough. Um, to beat us. So we're going to be 4-0 heading into the Colts. 4-0. What a start uh, to this Ravens season, according to us podcasters. That would be a dream if this actually happens. And uh, I, I will get my second primetime game with week five. I got week five. Uh, we're back at home against uh, Indy for Monday Night Football. Um, 8-15 uh, start time. Uh, this I'm actually kind of looking forward to. A lot of people think this is probably going to be another boring game like uh, last year, uh, but they don't have Philip Rivers. This is Carson Wentz, and Carson Wentz is not afraid to chuck that ball. He, I, I think, reunited with Frank Reich, his uh, head coach, I think the Colts are going to surprise a lot of people. Um, I think Wentz is a very certain type of quarterback that the Eagles organization may just have never figured out how to work because obviously the potential is there. It's just he's got a lot of mechanical issues as a quarterback, but you can see he led the Eagles to that really great season before Foles came in and finished it off. Um, The only issue is that the Colts offense isn't, aside from Jonathan Taylor, is really not that explosive. T.Y. Hilton is aging. Michael Pittman is a good rookie, but I don't ever think of him as an explosive take the top off the defense guy. I think he's just another solid receiver. Um, I think your defense can match up pretty well against Indianapolis. Um, 
and I would not be surprised to see more than just one interception from Wentz this game. Uh, I think it'll be closer than we think because their defense is also still really good, but um, I'm penciling this in as another win. Uh, that takes us to 5-0. and oh. Who will give us the first loss? Steven, you're up for the Chargers. So I think they were a little overconfident as Ravens fans. We're definitely going to see some losses in there, I think. It's possible, but um, for this game, Chargers do have a very powerful offense. They got some weapons. Herbert is dangerous. He saw it was a rookie what he did, but they're coming all the way from the West Coast, all the way from LA, and still having a young quarterback. And the Ravens still want to rebound after the playoff embarrassing playoff loss at home, Lamar's rookie year. I don't think the Ravens they have to find a way to lose this game. This should be an easy win for Ravens. Week seven, we got the Bengals. Um, this is our first division game of the year. Um, we have the return of Joe Joe Burrow. Um, by now, he'll be pretty warmed up after his um, his ACL injury. They decided to go with Jamar Chase instead of a offensive lineman with their first pick, which was and eh, not really surprising. Bengals move, um, but now they got. A, they've replaced, oh, what's his name? God, uh, AJ Green. And they've got their new star receiver along with Tyler Boyd, among other people. Um, they have Joe Mixon still in the backfield, who's always scary. Um, they're on defense. They, I don't know. I don't think they've done enough to improve that much. But this will be this will be another win. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's really hard to try to find losses up in these first seven games. Aside from Kansas City, I think these are all very favorable matchups uh, for uh, Baltimore. As we head into the bye week, undefeated, uh, this would certainly be uh, a really great. Uh, situation to happen do i honestly think it's gonna happen i don't think so i think there's gonna be one or two or maybe even three losses sprinkled in here in the first seven weeks um and we know historically uh, teams under harbaugh have suffered in october for whatever reason i believe it's us and the 49ers that are just completely awful in october um and the games in october are at denver versus the indy versus Los Angeles and versus Cincinnati. So I do think one or two of those games we might lose um, for whatever reason, the football gods just think we should suck in October. But, 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 but we head into the uh, bye week uh, with week eight as a seven and no record. And we have an extra week to prepare for the Minnesota Vikings. So the Minnesota Vikings have gotten better. Justin Jefferson was a great pick and uh, definitely the future at wide receiver for their team. Adam Thielen is still another receiver that should never be disrespected. Um, Dalvin Cook, if he's healthy at this time, he's another incredibly deadly running back. And I mean, Kirk Cousins is up and down, but if Kirk Cousins is on his game, he's just as deadly as any other top quarterback. So I think we should be careful about this game. We are. We do have the benefit of having a bye week. We do have the benefit of being at home. Um, 
we should be it should be um, interesting to see our offense or our defense against their offense um, as far as their defense goes um, I, I think they have kind of gone a little downhill in terms of the standard that they set there for defense um, so our, our offense I don't think should have too much trouble moving the ball against the Vikings uh, but as far as the defense goes they've got a really high powered offense um, raring to go um, so I feel like it might be uh, an offensive shootout, uh, in my opinion. Um, I th- personally think it might be closer than expected, uh, but <laughs> unfortunately or fortunately, I'm penciling another win here. Uh, that takes us to 8-0, eight, eight straight games of undefeatedness. Uh, this is interesting. Uh, Steven, uh, you're up for uh, Thursday night against Miami. Do we keep this yeah. train rolling? So this is a game that comes strictly down to Tua Tagovailoa's performance, in my opinion. I think if he starts this year strong and he's rolling and he can come out strong in this game, this is a trap game for the Ravens. I don't know. I think the Dolphins could come out on top. This is – I don't know. Of course, the game always comes down to Lamar because he's Lamar Jackson in the flesh. Woo-woo. But – um. I, I really think this game comes down to Tua. And if Tua comes out strong, I think the Dolphins can outpace us and hold us to, at bay enough on defense to get a win here. So I, I, just for the sake that we're 8-0, we have to give us one loss. We're losing to the Dolphins Thursday night. I just yeah. want to jump in here. I, 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 I agree. I think I think this could be a trap game, especially since we're traveling to Miami. Um, I believe it's, that's the Thursday night game. Yeah. Um, and I think Brian Flores is also a, a pretty good head coach. Uh I just, I, I just really think that this is a trap game that we should look out for. Andrew, you're up for Chicago. Yeah, I was trying to connect, create a scenario where the Bears game was a trap game, but thank God you did that um, because I don't think this Bears <laughs> game is a trap game at all. Um, so we're going to Chicago. Um, Windy City on the lakes. Um, they, they've got a good defense. The question is, who's going to be starting, Andy Dalton or Justin Fields by this time? Um, we'll see. But I have a feeling that Justin Fields is going to be a monster in the NFL after what has happened. Um, him dropping to, I believe, 11, getting and the Bears trading him up for him. He's, he's motivating. He's motivated. He's motivated as hell. And <clears throat> they've got... They've got still Allen Robinson, Darnell Mooney. Um, they've got a solid line, and they got Tariq Cohen, I believe. Um, they've got they've got a solid solid roster, um, but I don't think I don't think it'll be enough. So uh, I'm going to pencil this as a win. Andrew, I have a question for you about the Chicago game. How different is this game if? It depends on if Andy Dalton is starting or if Justin Fields is starting. How different does this game turn out if either one of those is starting? What's well, the difference between those it's two? It's like if you take the Flacco-led Ravens versus the Lamar-led Ravens in 2018. It's it's going to be a one-dimensional offense with um, Andy Dalton versus Justin Fields. It's going to be multi-dimensional, just like what we had with Lamar. It might not be as pass happy at first, but um, okay. If if we're going off, it'll be a closer game, I think, if Justin Fields is playing good ball. 
if he's not playing good ball and he's just um and he's playing like 2018 Lamar and we're not a pass happy offense and he's running the ball a lot um it'll be better if they have any doll in but if he's playing really good ball it could be a lot closer of a game I think because um we remember what Jalen Hurts did when he had a few snaps when we played the Eagles we had some trouble and a lot of teams do when they're adjusting on the fly so I think it could be a much closer game if if Justin Fields is playing and he's playing good ball but I still think it's going to be an overall dub interesting interesting so even if uh field starts you think uh we'll still win i think i'm taking this next one um i believe it's sunday night um against cleveland this should be a really fun game this is probably the game that i'm looking forward to the most this season uh after how last last season went uh last time we did uh, a primetime game against the browns this time we're at home um I think this is going to be game of the year. I think, again, uh, I think Browns and Ravens match up really well against each other. Um, and just the, the firepower that Lamar Jackson brings uh, can also equal to the firepower of that entire Browns offense. Um, when you've got a Baker Mayfield, who is more than a capable quarterback, uh, I personally really don't like Baker Mayfield as a quarterback at all as a fan, but as just looking at the facts, Baker Mayfield can get the ball out um, to his guys on offense, and he can do it pretty well, um, and he was able to lead his team uh, in those clutch moments. It just came up short against us uh, in that incredible Monday night game. However, I think this is going to be another offensive shootout. should be really fun that it's at Baltimore. I really want to say this is a loss because I feel like we've been, we've been a little optimistic, uh, but I'm also looking towards that end of the end of the schedule. I think that's going to really hurt us. So I'm very, I'm comfortable giving this home, uh, home field advantage to us. I think the Ravens win in a very close game against Cleveland Sunday night. And we have to travel to Pittsburgh immediately after that. So, uh, Stephen, what do you think uh, about traveling to Pittsburgh? Well, let me first say Pittsburgh knows how to add weapons. I mean, this got Najee Harris. They they keep they they don't they go they reload. They don't lose anybody. But um, I still, regardless, have so many questions about Big Ben's um durability this year. I think by this point in time, Ben might be hurt or just playing at a level that's subpar enough that it's it can't compete with the Ravens. The dirty birds, the rat birds, they like to call us Juju, <clears throat> Claypool. The Ravens are going to come in there and beat you. I don't care. All right, so pencil that in for a win against Pittsburgh at Pittsburgh, a 425 game. Uh, Andrew, what do you think about uh, we're going to Cleveland the following week? Next week, so we have Cleveland – in Cleveland, we're playing in Cleveland. Now this this schedule, this part of our schedule is so rough because we have the Browns, Steelers, and the Browns. Like that's it's ridiculous. But we're gonna find a way to come come through this schedule. Hopefully, I'm praying that we leave, especially these three weeks, uninjured and relatively as healthy as possible. 
but I just don't think it's realistic that we're going to win all three of these games. Um, it would be amazing. Um, our division record would be 4-0 at that point. And uh, we'd probably be looking at the top of the division and we'd be at a very good point at the, at the end of the season. But I just don't think it's realistic that we win this game. So that's our second loss of the season. All right, that puts us at 11-2. and two. And we travel to uh, – or we come back home, actually, um, to play Green Bay. And this game is incredibly polarizing in the fact that this could be two completely different games if Aaron Rodgers plays or not. I personally think Aaron Rodgers is going to play. I, Unless I see something of the Deshaun Watson magnitude, I think Aaron Rodgers is coming back to play for another season for the Packers. Um, and I will believe that until – Aaron Rodgers comes out and says, I am not playing for the Packers. Until he straight up says that to the public, I don't think uh, all these rumors. I think he is really upset with Green Bay, but um, we'll, I guess we'll find out whether or not his um, level of um, anger against the Green Bay will result in him demanding a trade. But I don't really know where else he could go uh, to win a Super Bowl. At. I mean, his options are like, what, Denver? we're going to win a Super Bowl in Denver. Like <laughs> you probably have, you, you have, you probably have a less chance winning a Super Bowl in Denver than you do in Green Bay. I feel like Green Bay is still the best spot for uh, Rogers. He knows, he knows it there. He, he, he knows it like the back of his hand. He's been there for a long time and he's consistently gotten his team to the championship. So, and they got uh, um, T Martin's son, Amari Rogers, uh, who I was also very high on. Uh, I think he's going to be a good, a good uh, speedy option for uh, Rodgers to compliment. So with that being said, I'm going to this game assuming Aaron Rodgers is playing. And with that being said, Aaron Rodgers is way too good um, for the Ravens, in my opinion. I, I think this is a game that uh, we've been beat up. We have played Cleveland twice in the past three weeks. We've played Pittsburgh. All three of those games are very incredibly taxing on the Ravens. It's blue, blue collar, hit you in the mouth football. Uh, it is not finesse football by any means. It's always um, going right at your throat. So I'm, unfortunately, I do think there's going to be a few injuries at this point. I'm not predicting any injuries, but I just think we're going to be so shaken up that even if we did have a chance against Green Bay, I think it's, it's, it's gone now. I think we lose against Green Bay. Um, that brings us down to 11 and three. So, Steven, you're up. Well, we just lost two in a row, correct? Uh, I believe so. Yep. So, you really, at this point in the year, you can't stop the slide and lose three. But um, it's another divisional game. You, you can never discount these games. They always play as well. I mean, everyone, and that goes across the league. I think the Bengals are going to start to figure it out more. I mean, if Burrow is still healthy, it's going to be very competitive, but the Ravens just have to find a way to win. You can't drop this game. Ravens come out on top by a slim margin, but they get it done. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, we're going to have to, we're going to be in win now mode at that point of the season. We can't stay in that slide going into the end of the season. So for the Rams game, four o'clock at home. It's a, it's a really tough matchup because um, they now have Matthew Stafford that, and that offense now looks completely different from what we played in 2018. 
or 2019, sorry. It's certainly not going to be a blowout. Um, although our run game could still shred through their defense, potentially. They still got Aaron Donald. They still got Jalen Ramsey. But I like the upgraded weapons we have, and I think our offense could has way more potential than it did in 20, 2019. Um, so, and again, we're in win now mode. We, we can't continue that slide. We have to play. We have to play winning football towards the end of this stretch, end of the season. I'm going to give us a win. So we stopped the slide. Um, well, we stopped the slide a week earlier, but we're back on track now. We've gotten a couple wins. That's just, I believe at 13 and three. And if the season ended there, we would, um, that, that would probably be enough for a one seed. Um, but there's another week left. Um, I think at this point, the Ravens would have clinched a playoff spot. Um, I'm assuming they would probably be at the top of the division with this record. Um, we're playing Pittsburgh at home. This is very reminiscent of 2019 when we clinched the number one seed in the playoffs and we rested our starters against Pittsburgh. Um, whether or not that contributed to the loss against the Titans is up for debate. Um, honestly, I really don't think that's the case. I don't think that really, uh, I, I, I could see, but I think they needed the rest. The starters needed the rest more than anything. So I think it didn't actually nothing but help them. And they're all on the sideline. They're still in game mode. So I think the Ravens would feel comfortable benching their starters here again against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh at this point, probably is out of the playoff picture in my opinion i think this is probably the last year of ben roethlisberger and he's going to go out very ungracefully uh unfortunately since he is such a good opponent um but uh there are times that come flacco's fall was anything but graceful so it only makes sense that ben roethlisberger's fall would not be as graceful either um so i do think this is still a tough matchup especially for our backups um whether or not there's also going to be injuries too. Pittsburgh might have some injuries as well as us. Uh, it's a very hard to game to predict. Um, but honestly, if Pittsburgh's just playing for pride at this point, and we're playing for, and we're playing our backups and we've already secured a spot. Personally, I think we lose this game to the Steelers and I don't think we really care that much because they beat our backups. So that takes us to 13 and four as our uh, podcast prediction. Our podcast prediction is 13 and four. That will probably be drastically different, whether it be more wins or less wins. Um, so what do you, what are you guys initial takes on uh, how we've kind of gone through the schedule? Uh, do you think this is a realistic prediction with what we've come up with or you have any critiques? Listen, the Ravens have all the weapons to do this and even better, but still, we got Greg Roman calling plays for the Ravens. We'll drop some games that we shouldn't lose. I mean, I think we probably might have a few more losses at the beginning of the year than we marked this down for, but I think I think it's reasonable. We can get this done. 13 and 4 is – we can handle that. It, it is reasonable, but we have to we have to play perfect football. And because that end of the – that – our second half of the season could – go so differently than what we predicted like we could we could lose both browns games we could lose both steelers games we could lose to the rams we could even well yeah i'll, I'll stop there but it, our end of season is so rough 
And that could go so different, so good or so bad, depending on what happens. So that's, that's really the, the turning point of the season. How can, how well can we make out of the second half of the season? We have five of our six division games there. It's crazy. Well, that's, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I think the NFL schedule makers, whoever made this, really screwed us over with uh, that end of uh, the year, especially that stretch of week 12 to week 14. We play the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns then go on a bye when we play Pittsburgh. And then we come back to Cleveland. Cleveland's already had a bye. So they've played us in week 12. They've had a bye week in week 13. And then they play us again week 14. So not only do they get to sit and rest after their really tough matchup with the Ravens, they also get to sit back and enjoy watching film and preparing while we just got smacked in the mouth by the Steelers, uh, maybe barely winning. It's always a tough matchup there. So uh, that part is going to be really interesting to see how it goes. But I think it's a trade-off. I think we're talking a lot about the negatives about this end of the season schedule. But I think the, the, the beginning of the schedule is actually kind of favorable for us. Um, always being home against Kansas City will help. That will definitely help. Um, going to Detroit, going to Denver, that shouldn't really be too much of an issue. And then we get this really nice stretch of home games. We get to play the Colts at home. We get to play the Chargers at home, which are a very good team. We get to play the, the um, Bengals at home, which... They can be a good team if they wanted to, but Zach Taylor and that offensive line uh, might keep the Bengals back. Um, we'll have to see, though. Joe Burrow is more than an adept quarterback. I think he turns it on his sophomore season. We then get a nice bye week, and then we stay home against Minnesota. Um, so those are that is a really nice stretch of games that should be crucial to whether or not the Ravens uh, get a really early start. Um, and we predicted that um, you know the Ravens would go undefeated right before that bye week, and we do up until week ten. So our first loss would be week ten. Um, uh, it's it should it, it's interesting. There's just so many conflicting things. The Ravens are traditionally bad in October, but this is a really good stretch of games, home games. Um, there's a lot of factors that go into this. Obviously, I'm just ranting on, on and on. Um, but it, it should be really an interesting – it should be an interesting season. It's like what John Harbaugh said. He said it's a very quirky schedule, which it definitely is. All right. Um, I think we pretty much covered everything. Um, this is a little bit of a shorter uh, episode today, but it was probably one of my, my favorites. Um, I really like this uh, going uh, – alternating the weeks. I think that was a really interesting take on uh, – how each of us views the season perhaps a little bit differently. Um, so it should, yeah, uh, I'm really looking forward to uh, the season. Um, and I can't wait to see how the Ravens match up against some of these teams. Um, you guys have any, what, what, let's, let's just, we'll close out with this. What do you think is your favorite matchup? What, what, what do you think will be your favorite game on the schedule, this 18 week schedule? You guys have any uh um, any I'm going to go with the same thing that you said, Justin. Sunday night versus Cleveland. That's a make-or-break game for the year, for, probably for the division. That's that's what I'm most hyped for. We got to win that game. I, got, I see what you're saying. Like, it's that's definitely my my close, close, close number two. But, again, this, this Chiefs game is going to set the tone for the season. It really is. It's – week two and 
if we win that game, we're feeling pumped. We're going to go, we're going to have a good season. Our attitude's going to change like, oh my God, look, we can do this. And because we've gone 0-3 the past three years. And I think the tone is set that game. It's been, it's been set every year since that game. And I think, I think that's going to be the most important game of the year. Yeah, um, I agree. I don't think people really understand the magnitude of this Kansas City game. And you kind of convinced me there, uh, made me think about some things I, I probably didn't really think that much about. But since this Kansas City game is smack dab right at the beginning, this could make or this could define the season. We could go on a losing spree after this. We lose our confidence because we've lost to the Chiefs for like four straight times. Or if we win, we go on this really hot streak. And we take us all the way. So I think all this just really depends on Lamar Jackson and um, how he uh, handles uh, this new season, especially with his new receiving core. He's got weapons, Sammy Watkins. He's got Rashad Bateman. He's got these guys that he otherwise didn't have against Buffalo when he couldn't throw the ball. There was nobody that was reliable aside from Marquise Brown. And he's this like five, nine guy. He's not going to catch. He's not going to catch these big, like contested catch balls they're always gonna double him and even though he's really good in the playoffs he's just not built for that i think having rashad bateman and having sammy watkins as those big body guys that can come up and catch a football for lamar jackson aside from mark andrews being that big body guy i really like the potential of this offense and i think we could see another mvp type season from lamar but uh unless anybody has any uh Final questions uh, or final thoughts, I might just end it here. With that being said, though, um, thank you for another episode of Inside the Bank. Uh, this is not possible without you guys. Um, thanks again for listening. Um, again, I've been your host, uh, Justin, or at the Ravens Hub on Instagram, uh, joined by my fellow co-hosts, Stephen and Andrew. Special thanks to them, as always. Um, you can follow at Inside the Bank Pod on Instagram for updates regarding the podcast. And um, until next time on Inside the Bank, see you guys.